on today's show, Ford opens up its electric vehicle patents, Chevy and Opel add Android Auto and Apple CarPlay, and a look at a feature on the Miata that really caught our eye. All that and more coming right up on AutoLine Daily. This is AutoLine Daily for May 28th of 2015. Just the other day, Hyundai was boasting about being the first automaker to offer Android Auto and Apple CarPlay in one of its vehicles, the 2015 Sonata. The technology allows the screen on your dashboard to look like and work just like your smartphone. But in the automotive industry, you do not stay exclusive very long. Chevrolet quickly trumped Hyundai, announcing it will offer Android Auto and Apple CarPlay in 14 models, starting with the 2016 model year. Chevy is trying to build up its image as a technology leader. It was the first to offer 4G LTE on most of its lineup. And this is not just a move in the American market. General Motors will offer the same technologies under its Opel brand as well. The next-gen Astra will be the first to feature Android Auto and Apple CarPlay, while the rest of Opel's lineup will see it all come during the 2016 model year. Tesla was the first to put a giant screen on the dashboard, and now the rest of the auto industry is trying to catch up. The new Volvo XC90 has a 9.2-inch screen, and while it's not nearly as big as Tesla's 17-inch monster, it is about the same size as an Apple iPad. To make sure that drivers are not too distracted by it, Volvo says there will not be any driver-critical information displayed on it. The critical stuff will be on the gauge cluster behind the steering wheel or on the optional head-up display. And you can pinch and swipe that big screen just like an iPad. There are four tiles displayed at the bottom of the screen. One for calling up the nav system, one for your phone, and one for the media that you want to play. Those are factory installed. The fourth tile is for the driver's preference, such as a weather or news app. And the system only works with Apple CarPlay. Hey, we'll be back with more right after this. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Borg Warner. Feel good about driving. Bridgestone Tires. Your journey, our passion. And by Dow Automotive Systems. Breakthrough technologies for lightweight vehicles. There's a feature on the new Mazda Miata MX-5 that really caught our eye. Take a look at this aluminum truss that's bolted between the transmission and the rear differential. Mazda calls it a power plant frame. Now you might think that this is a structural element, but it's not. It's there to reduce engine windup, that is, the twisting movement of an engine on its engine mounts when you accelerate. The truss reduces that windup, which in turn improves throttle response. The truss is isolated with rubber mounts and does not contribute to the structure of the car. And let me tell you, it works. We found the new Miata to have a very responsive throttle input. Uh-oh, did I just break the embargo on driving impressions? Oh well. Last summer, Tesla made its patents available to anyone in hopes of spurring the growth of electric vehicles. Earlier in the year, Toyota did the same thing with its hydrogen fuel cell patents. And now Ford's opening up the vault to its hybrid and EV patents. However, unlike Toyota and Tesla, 
Ford's charging a fee for anyone interested in its patents. And clearly Ford is hoping to recoup some of its R&D investment in electric cars because so far its battery electric and plug-in models are sales duds. In fact, the entire EV segment is far below where the experts thought it would be. But maybe this will change that. A report from IHS Automotive predicts that the global EV charger market is set to explode. It says the number of public charging stations will hit 12.7 million units by 2020, up from just 1 million in 2014. AC, or alternating current stations, are currently the most popular type of charging stations, and researchers expect them to remain in the lead long-term because they're cheaper and more convenient than DC or direct charge stations. The report also says that plug-in hybrid production will exceed Pure Electrics for the first time by 2016 and that it'll stay that way for the short to mid-term. Coming up next, a look at how Ford is using 3D printing. About a month ago, we told you how BMW is using a 3D printed impeller on the water pump on a few of its race cars. But it's not the only automaker using 3D printed parts in race cars. Ford is using a 3D printed intake manifold for its EcoBoost engine that powers its Daytona prototype race cars. And that included the winner of this year's 24 Hours of Daytona. If you'd like to learn more of how the auto industry is using 3D printing, check out the show that we did called The Secret World of 3D Printing. You'll be astonished at the progress that's taking place. You know, we love keeping you up to speed on all the latest developments in connected cars and mobility services. So be sure to watch our coverage of the TU Automotive Detroit Conference next week, where the best minds in the business will be sharing their latest technologies and services. And don't forget to join us for AutoLine After Hours today. If you want to watch the show live, tune in at 3 p.m. Eastern Time this afternoon. Or you can always watch the show later on our website or on our YouTube channel. Join me and Gary Vasilash for some of the best insights as to what's really happening in the automotive industry. Anyway, that wraps up today's report. Thanks for watching and please join us again tomorrow.